0: It's so interesting on the carrier side, these old systems they have. Yes. Like, why? Why can't they <laughs> put it into a new one? What's the challenge um. there? Buckle up. It's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom! Boom! Oh, my God.
1: I think you were peeking <laughs> you there, like Mr. That. Jason.
0: You were peeking Yeah, there. no, I got I'm nothing more peaking.
1: to say either. So you guys you know, have a great day. Thank
0: you. Thank you. That was a good one. That was a good one. (laughs) So just before we realized that we were losing gold, we were uh, talking about the goatee with Mr. David Kelly. So he has, if you're not on the YouTube and you haven't subscribed, you need to do that. And you can see this very strong goatee.
1: Not to mention, we're talking about the pair.
0: Isn't that the best? So I've (laughs) noticed, and I doubt any of my friends from outside of insurance even listen to this at all. But I've Mm -hmm. noticed a lot of the guys that I went to high school or college with, not so much hair.
1: Not so much hair. Now, I went back to college when I was in my 30s, and I'd see all these young kids, especially the athletes, and they'd shave their heads. And I'm I'm like, you know, I got three words for you, male pattern baldness. There's going to be a time (laughs) in your life when you will regret not having that hair. Yes. this is all I was yeah. given physically. The rest of it is just <laughs> be there. It's great.
0: You got to take advantage of those traits that are working for you.
1: You, you, you do what you can with what you, yeah. can. you know That's all you can ask for. I love what you brought
0: here solution architect. Mm-hmm. That's great. Love it. Entrepreneur, author, and you are the founder of Bob Track. So that's an InsurTech startup. So you make software for carriers, brokers, agencies to manage, analyze, and incent their distribution channels. Before we get into that, we're going to jump into a round of speed breakers. I don't know if you're familiar.
1: Watched a bunch, but I haven't seen that. Okay,
0: well, buckle up, buckle up, David Buttercup. Yeah, buckle (laughs) up, Buttercup. Your arms. What movie is that? (laughs) Buckle up, Buttercup. No time
1: for my arms, save my body.
0: All right, here we go. You must answer the questions in rapid-fire form. Are you ready? I am. That's the only agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let's see. He's waiting for a button, I can tell. A (laughs) A little more cowbell. All right, here we go. Have you ever had a mullet? I had a tail. Does that
1: count? Eh, I think it's kind
0: of a mullet. Did you call it a rat tail? A rat tail.
1: Sensible on top. A mess in back. You know, there you go. The
0: idea. Yeah. Business in front, party in the back. First exactly. crush. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> second grade, Nikki Pelleton. Ooh. Most embarrassing thing <laughs> your mom ever caught you doing. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Well, I think you can imagine what the most embarrassing thing <laughs> <is>. See? <laughs>
0: Anybody that says anything else is lying.
1: lie. Yeah, man, no, that's, that's just a lie. <laughs> yeah, come
0: on. <laughs> Fastest speed ever driven. 122. Nice. Respectable. Favorite cereal?
1: I'm a Cheerios guy.
0: Cheerios? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had life yeah. earlier. Life and Cheerios today. How many kids?
1: Uh, zilch. Z- Have you made cereal.
0: cry? Please let me finish the
1: <laughs> All of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Perfect. Uh, Count Chocula or Count Dracula?
1: Oh, Dracula, definitely.
0: F- fastest mile? Oh, you
1: know, 10, 20 minutes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Favorite flavor? <laughs> Uh, Favorite flavor? I gotta go with I don't know. Is pepperoni a flavor?
0: Yes. Dogs (laughs) or cats? Oh, dogs to the max. That is the correct answer. Tacos or burritos?
1: Burritos, burritos.
0: And favorite video game?
1: I haven't played a video (laughs) game for decades, so I'd have to say (laughs) missed.
0: And everybody's favorite question: Trump or Biden?
1: Oh boy! Well. Seeing as I'm trying to sell into the insurance market and it's fairly conservative, I'm still going to say Biden. <laughs> there
0: you go. <laughs> All right, perfect. And then I believe Jason has one, and then we'll
2: dive in. David, what was the first concert you ever went to?
1: Yeah, that's a funny story. Um, Ravi Shankar. I had no idea what it was. Thinking. Oh, wow. Yeah, a friend said, Hey, I got tickets to this Indian guy. Let's go along. And I'm like, Okay, great. And I'm expecting, Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, hey. Uh. And then comes all the sitar music and, and incense and stuff. And I was like, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. I mean, I really had no idea what was going on. But that was my first concert.
0: Wow. And wow. have you been to any since?
1: Uh, several, yeah. Nice.
0: Well, there you go. Perfect. So talk yeah, to us from about Sh- Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? You go. Yeah. Shankar- are-
1: yeah.
2: From Shankar with the sitar to now, how yeah. did you get into the
1: insurance biz? Um, Yeah, it was an accident. Things happen. I, for a variety of reasons, found myself working for an incentive compensation management company, which is to say software for paying commissions and bonuses. Okay. And for some reason, that's where the solution architect thing came from. We built this generic software that's supposed to work for every customer in every industry. And, of course, it doesn't. So somebody had to do the magic on every project to figure out what's missing and how do we get this thing to work. And I knew nothing about insurance, but every time we did an insurance project, the place the project would fall over and the flames licking higher and higher and (laughs) the screams of the diamond was always the the book of business problem, which is what the Bob and Bob track stands for. There's nobody named Bob in the company. who's Who's servicing this policy and what's the value of that relationship across time? Oh, turns out they care about that stuff in insurance. Uh You sell to a manufacturing company, you sell a widget, the sales guy knows who he is. We multiply the price by the rate and that's his commission. Well, in insurance, you got to know rolling 18 months or annualization and true up or retention or all these things that don't make any sense just based on a $100 premium check coming in. So we'd have to, When we pull Conglomco off their mainframe system that they've been on since 1970, and the last guy who understood it died two years ago, we'd pull them off that, and what disappeared, the the place there was nothing that we could tie into, was Book of Business. So you inspect this out a dozen, two dozen times, and you say to yourself, why hasn't somebody built this? And that's where Bobtrack came from. I know nothing about insurance. I've never sold a policy. I don't know the difference between whole life and term or any of those VUL things. I don't even know that. I just know what it looks like as a row of data coming out of a system, and then I know what to do with it. So the big BobTrack product, the reason I started the company is for the carriers, but then just recently, and I guess this part might be interesting to you guys, I think the rest is probably boring you to to tears, but the part that might be interesting for you is the... An agency guy came to me a few months ago and said, I need that for my agency. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. You know, it's like software, you need a computer to run it and stuff like that. (laughs) I can't forecast revenue and I can't reconcile my commissions. And I can't see my whole customer journey because I've got one customer with three policies on three companies. I can't see the totality of it. Yeah. Oh, I, Mm. I can fix that. So I've been building an agency product as well. And we should be in the market with that probably in less than a month for just, you know, essentially just wrapping your arms around your finances every month is, is really all it's solving for. Love it. Will that yeah.
0: integrate with the carrier so that it's just automated?
1: Well, the hope is yes. Right now, I, I have to point out, I'm still pre-everything, pre-customer, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm still trying to build the carrier product. I would like them to integrate with each other, but the thing to bear in mind is carriers are on mainframe systems from a 1,000 years ago, and nothing is going to integrate with those. That's just not how their world works. So that's going to be pretty ugly. But what I am going to be integrating with is the agency management systems for the agency product. Gotcha. So I'm not replacing anything. All the big names don't have to worry about that. I'm just adding to it to give them a little more information.
0: It's so interesting on the carrier side, these old systems they have. Yes. Like, why? Why can't they <laughs> put it
1: into a new one? What's the challenge um, there? Well, theoretically, they could. I mean, it's not a real big problem, but these systems, I don't know, there's one called Life 70, for example. It's been around for a 1,000 years. A large carrier, whose name you know, probably has five, six different instances of Life 70, and they don't even talk to each other, let alone the outside world. So that's why I can't integrate to them, is that no two Life 70s are the same. So their big problem is just that this stuff is so firmly buried in the quarry of of the building underneath everything that yanking it out is really complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first got into technology in the 90s, you know, oh, the mainframe is dead. We're going to replace it. Everybody's going to love this client-server thing. It's real modern. It's real new. You'll love it. Well, the mainframe is still with us. It's not going anywhere. I did a project for a small mutual in the Midwest, and there's a system you guys probably won't even know the name of, OS2. They've got an OS2 computer living in a closet with a padlock on the door, because if anybody opens the closet and, like, kicks the plug out of the wall, an entire business unit goes down. Wow, they are scared to death that somebody's going to look at it cross-eyed. So, going in and trying to cut the green wire or the red wire first to, to get this thing out of there, it can be done, but it takes a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of willpower and, and courage. Courage is the thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems <laughs> like in a world that manages risk, that there's a lot of risk <laughs> in having all of the information in a system that was designed in the
1: '60s. Yeah, you would think, wouldn't you? It's just and interesting. And I'm trying to convince them of this, which is, yeah. you know, I'm still pre-customer. But the point is, I don't see how you can avoid, at some point, modernizing, but until right. you can modernize. you got to figure out how do you make the old stuff work. Right. And the old stuff is really inflexible. If they want to come up with a new contract for their agents or whatever, that's two years worth of work just to yeah. get it you know, snuck into the old mainframe and stuff. Well, I'm trying to get them to the place where they can do it in a week, let alone two years. And that's, that's amazing.
0: I just can't. I can't let go of this part. It's so weird because
1: it's a trillion dollar industry running on late 1900s technology.
0: Right. And you have the millennials are going to eventually here in the next 15, 20 years run the world. Right. And so they're going to see that thing and go, what is that? Right. They won't even (laughs) know what it is. And. I mean, I at least have heard mainframe and remember war games. and So I don't know. And what we see on the carrier, like the carrier we represent, is anytime there's an update, it's just build something on top and then build another one on top of that. And it's a lot of duct taping.
1: A lot of duct taping. And it's like, well, how do you sneak that kidney out of there? It's really complicated. And, (laughs) you know, there's so many other things wrapped around it that, I'm just saying, leave everything where it is. Keep using it the way you're using it. Yeah. And let, you know, let's bubble the stuff up to where what I do.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So where do you see things going?
1: I think it's catching on. I mean, the, the thing that you know, I spent a lot of time figuring out, how do you build this thing? And then I'd go to these trade shows, industry conventions, all that kind of good stuff. And people would say, you're brilliant. You understand the problem better than anyone in the history of the world. And maybe in four years, we'll have a budget for that, which is depressing. So... I began looking at it, and I think the real thing that's turning the corner is I realized the business value I'm adding is analytics, not back office function. What I'm adding is now you can see an entire agent, not just the stuff he does in this system and the stuff he does in that system and so on. Bring it all together, and now you can see an entire agent's journey or an entire customer's journey or maybe fraud or maybe here's somebody we could market to because it turns out our most profitable customers are... 53 year old ex railroad guys from the Pacific Northwest. Well, you can go to companies and buy 100 names just like that. Yeah. Market to them. And now you're not just sending out a postcard to everybody in a zip code. You're actually being much more surgical in who you're chasing. Yes. So, and I'm not only making that up. I actually asked some of these uh, companies that sell you names, would this work? Yeah, of course it would. You know, just sell right. what you want. Do a thousand names. So it turns out that's real. <laughs> you know, I thought yeah. it was just market. <laughs> the
0: riches are in the niches. If you
1: could segment so, down. So So you said the agent product will be out next month? That's the hope, yeah. We were up against a fairly major roadblock in trying to build it. I thought it was going to be out last month, and then we tripped over this thing. Now we're fixing it. Now we're on the short strokes in terms of getting the product out the door. And I think we've got three or four agencies that want to pilot it. And then at that point, assuming nobody dies, nobody gets arrested, then at that point, I'll go into the market with it. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome. So is it essentially like a dashboard, kind of? So It's it's a dashboard, but a little bit more than that. I mean, like I say, if you can't predict exactly what your commissions are going to be this month because you're selling new policies and your old policies are canceling. And you might not even know they canceled, right? But the best I can do is say, of your book of business, this is the stuff that's expiring this month, renewing this month more to the point. This is what your commission should be on that amount, and we also know your new business, and so we'll throw that into the mix. I would expect a check from this carrier to be, oh, about that large. And then when Does the check re- comes in, we can then reconcile it back to policy by policy. I thought you were going to get 100 bucks for this one. You got 90 Why do you suppose that is? Well, now let's figure it now it's out. I can't huh. tell you why they shortchanged you, but it happens. <laughs> right, right. And the first agency I was talking to, the guy says, I've probably got $100,000 in unpaid commissions at this point. I just want to find them. I don't expect to ever see them, but I want to know it. So hopefully I love it. I can give them the tools to do that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because those reports you pull, it's like, well, who knows? I'll trust it.
1: <laughs> yeah. What else can you do? And, you know. And you get the statement from the incentive comp system from the carrier and they say you got paid X amount on this policy, but you're like, well, why? I thought, first of all, we have a special program going this month for 12% instead of 10 or whatever, but at least I can find the mistakes. And then from there, you can figure out in your AMS what what the the situation really was, but that's the hope anyway. Is it going to integrate with, like you, you said, some CRMs too as well? I'm more concerned with the agency management systems at this point. There are two big ones that everybody knows the name of, and those are going to be the easy ones to, to integrate with. All the little agency management systems, I understand, are even harder to integrate to than big ones, but thats I'm going to start with just take a report out of that system and upload it into mine, and then we'll figure out how do we plumb it together and use duct tape to tie the systems together. But I, at this point, I just want to see if I can get it to work, let alone integrate right. it and be spiffy. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, what's the one, like
2: from everything you've seen from your agents that have used the system and stuff, what would the number one piece of advice that you would give an agency owner going into this new future with all this data driven um, stuff?
1: Take good notes. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the agency owners that I've been talking to says, you know, we get these emails from the large carriers saying, okay, this month, you know, every policy you sell in July, we'll pay you 12% instead of 10 and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then they say the checks come in for ten percent. But we haven't got any place where we can say, But wait a minute. Right. You know, this was supposed to be twelve. You know. So apparently and this is something that may be different than every see but apparently the agents are not always really good at filling out all the information and you know when they're selling the the product as well. So you know, partly because there's never been a reason to be, it doesn't matter what I write, I'm still going to get paid what the carrier wants to pay me. But I had one carrier incentive person say, you know, these people work for a hundred percent commission. They're not like you and me. Well, you guys are like that because that's the world you're in. But you know, normal people like salaries and some idea of what's coming and, but anybody who's willing to work for a hundred percent commission is probably going to cut corners on certain things and just do what's easy and do what brings in the most money and all that kind of stuff. And fill Filling out all these fields in your agency management system—who wants to do that? So no one, um, yeah, not, yeah, especially, no especially one.
0: not salespeople. No, yeah, they do and I've not. I've been a
1: salesperson; and I'm really bad at it. That's one of the things that, if your life depends on getting this commission accurate, then you should do the things you need to do to make sure yeah. that commission is accurate. But I think a lot of people have just said, you know, "I'll type in the minimum amount I need, and then go off and sell to the next guy." and So that's one reason why this agency owner I'm working with has no idea how much he's supposed to be getting because people aren't even filling out the AMS properly, let alone. (laughs) Yep. Talk about about your book real quick. Oh, yeah, my book. (laughs) It's the book on incentive compensation management, and I called it that so I could walk into a meeting and say, you know I wrote the book on incentive compensation management. That was entirely intentional. It's basically about any kind of... System. How do you think about systems when you're implementing them? It has to do with commissions and bonuses, but that's not really what it's about. It's really about how do you, well, okay, one of my soapbox issues, and I can give you half an hour, 40 minutes just on this, but how do you treat a downstream system versus an upstream system? So an upstream system would be your policy management. Your downstream system would probably be your CRM or book of business or incentive comp. Well, upstream systems have all the data they own, all the processes, and anything they say is true. And then they pass that to the downstream system that has to interpret it and do things. It's only true until somebody realizes, "Oh, I typed in your height as 5 feet 8 or 8 feet 5 instead of 5 feet 8," and so we need to change that piece of data, and now all of a sudden it has ripple effects that go through. I live in the ripple effect world. Data is easy to get the answer right the first time you see it. It's really hard the eighth time you see it, but that's where the challenge is in the systems I I work on. So it's really how do you think about what a system has to do. Don't base it on what the business looks like. Think about when this bad thing happens, what do we do next? And that's kind of my approach to to building systems and, and looking at systems is, anybody can get the world, you know, the answer right when the world is perfect and it's the first time we ever see it. But, oh, you're not five feet eight, you're five feet nine. Well, that changes everything again. And now yeah. you know third, fourth, fifth time I see that now I've got an agent wondering why he just got docked a hundred bucks on his commission and I don't know what to tell him. So I'm trying to make, create a world where I can tell him this is what broke.
0: So interesting. So it's
1: Pretty a very cool. accessible book. It's not technical in any way, and it doesn't tie it any particular system. It just how do you think about your problem in such a way that somebody can solve it? Maybe that's a better way to put it.
0: So it is called The Book on Incentive Compensation Management, The Systematic Administration of Variable Compensation in the Enterprise.
1: Yeah, but, uh, By David Kelly. Title, but I didn't know what else to do with it.
0: So. <laughs> well, it explains <laughs> what it is. There's no question. Plus, that's you true. get to say I wrote the book on incentive compensation management.
1: And I do. I say that a lot. So <laughs> I think
0: we're going to have one called The Book on Insurance. And then we could say, we wrote the book on insurance.
1: You'd be crazy not to. I mean, this is, <laughs> we wouldn't you know, be. It's built-in marketing. You can't <laughs> screw it up. <laughs> I wrote the book. Well, David, thank
0: you so much. This has been awesome. If somebody wants to learn more about Bob Track, I am guessing they can go to www.bobtrack.com.
1: Uh, that would be correct, or send me an email, david.kelly at bobtrack.com.
0: And that's and, without um, a
1: C. It's just uh, that t- is correct. That is without a C. There was a farm implement company that uh, uh, got the C before. Farm Hesky <laughs> oh, farm oh. implement companies. <laughs> yeah. I thought we squash
0: Yeah. Can they find you on like LinkedIn and all the other good places?
1: Uh, LinkedIn basically, yeah. That's cool. a good place to look. So if you David Kelly BobTrack. And you'll find me.
0: Great. Well, thank you for making it through speed breakers and for passing along this awesome information. We will catch you on the flip side.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really yeah. grateful that you reached out. Thank you. Thanks. Thank All you. Right. Have a good one. You too. Yeah. You too. Hey, Jason.
2: Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do. Uh, right, 100000 in premium off yes. of even the worst internet leads. Where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now. That will It's live, and it will show you the process, the entire process. Mm, is super awesome. Mm, I love it.
0: Let's do it.
2: Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teladudes.com.
0: Live.teladudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com.
2: Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get yep. to talk to them? Yeah. Which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. Greg, are you going to respond out. to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. Live. I'm into it too. It's going to well, be awesome. And it's a it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop two two one nine i love it i'm gonna text it right now five two zero two one four two two one nine all right i'll see you later mr jason bye mr greg wait do they even listen to this on the radio anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it nice uh,
2: all right